Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitsman, and I'm going to be your host for this episode of Track World News presented by the Harrier. If you're a track and field fan just like myself, make sure that you go to harrier.com or check out their Instagram account uh, at the Harrier. They have a lot of awesome clothing, articles, news clips, uh, stickers, posters, everything track and field related. It's really cool stuff too, and I believe they have a buy one or buy two get one free deal going on. And if you use code TWN in the shop, you can get 20% off your entire order. So make sure you go to that for sure. Now, uh, want to get into our episode, and I am super excited for this one because we are less than a week away from indoor track and field finally starting back up. Uh, it hasn't been that long compared to what other sports have to go through, like football or basketball, where you only have one season compared to where you have two seasons with track and field. And if you're interested in cross country, we have our sport going on year round. But for me, being a real track and field fan, any any time where we have even a week without track feels like a long time. And so I'm so excited that we finally have it coming back this weekend. And so a lot of your major schools are going to be starting up. Now, I know that we're probably not going to be seeing all of the top performers racing this weekend because it is just the opening week in the first week of December. A lot of schools are going to be holding back their athletes until after the new year. I know many of the top guys at LSU are waiting until January to get started, but that doesn't mean we're not going to see a lot of great performances. And so if you were on my Instagram account or if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that we had a poll where we were talking about what are your hot takes or bold predictions for this year's indoor track and field season. We're going to be talking about a few of them here. And so if you want to be able to participate and get your questions in on future episodes, make sure that you go and follow me on Instagram at Track World News. We post a whole bunch of news clips and give you the ability to jump in and ask questions or even be a part of a future episode. So make sure you go and do that. So uh, I highlighted a few questions. We got uh, a whole bunch. Can't go through every single one of them. A uh, few of them are pretty close and similar, so we'll be able to combine them. But we're going to start with one that is uh, we saw a whole lot of. And I, I want to, to talk about it because this question or a question very, very similar was asked a whole lot or was a hot take that we saw a whole lot. And that was that we're going to see someone go 19 seconds in the 200 meters. Uh, so that was by Gavin Schur. He said there will be a 19 second 200 meter this year. And then someone else said, specifically, Matthew Bowling is going to go 19 and then Joseph Fambouleh is going to go 20.0. And so with outdoor track being the most recent thing and then indoor track being so long ago, you might have forgotten how fast is 20.0. It's like we see people go sub 20 all the time. I mean, it's not that crazy, right? Like there's, there are people that they only ran sub 20 outdoors this year. And so to put in perspective, the adjustment from indoor to outdoor, the American record is set by Elijah Hall in 2018 
at 20.02 seconds. So to go 20 flat or to go 19 point is insanely fast. And is it possible? Well, let's take a look at it. So last year, Matthew Bowling had the world leading time in the indoor 200 with a time of 20.19 seconds. I was first overall. Joseph Fambouley was second with the time was third with a time of 20.32. And then we had Terrence Laird sandwiched in the middle with a time of what was it, 20.20. So they're running really fast times. You'll notice that these are all college guys because many professionals don't run insanely fast indoors, in especially in the 200s, because there's just the risk of getting injured. And so uh, I think that it's possible that both of these guys go to 20 flat because they're both still in college. If they were pros, then like uh, there's pretty much going to be no chance. Uh, Terrence Laird probably isn't going to run 20 flat in the 200. Not saying that he couldn't, but professional athletes, there's just no real reason to run an indoor 200 that fast. So I don't see him doing it uh, just because you, the risk of injury. But with college, you know, obviously you want to score for the national championship. You need to score points. So I can see him uh, running in run, running in the, the 200. So Matthew Bowling probably has the best chance. One, he had the fastest time. And he's also, the way that he runs, he has a much more condensed stride where Joseph Fambouley seems like his running style is better for an outdoor track because he has much longer strides. It takes him a little bit longer to get to speed where Matthew Bowling really just gets out fast. And then his closing speed is what isn't as great. And so I think that Bowling could go 20.0 maybe, or 20.0 something like 20.05, something like that possibly. Uh, but going 19 seconds is fast, man. I mean that Elijah Hall was booking it in 2018 when he went in 20.02, like it's possible. I get it's, it's hot takes for a reason. Why not? I, I bet you Gavin sure is probably thinking, Hey, he might be doing it. Now I'm watching out for you, Gavin. Excited to see how you're going to, you're going to do this year. Uh, next one that we have flipping it around, going to distance. So we had who was first. So Gabe for Prez said, Cole Hawker is going to break the American mile indoor record and so we also had uh zale and zuris dad say three american men would go under the current uh american record in the mile and so i think that it's very possible like this one is more possible in my mind than the 20 point in the 200 because the current american record was set by bernard legat in February 11th, 2005, that, and it's a time of 3 minutes, 45 seconds, 0.89. And so right now, Cole Hawker uh, is running a time of 350.55. That's what he ran indoors last year. And that's not even the fastest time in the country, uh, and he is less than a second away. And so it's definitely very possible for him to get this. Like, he's very, very close. And with what Zale said with three American men going under the mile, that's also very possible because Cooper Tier, he, he's number one in the indoor mile. He ran a time of 350.39. And then some other people that could potentially do it as well, uh, I would say Reed Brown you want to look out for. He ran a 356.82. Matt Centrowitz ran outdoor mile at 349.26. Then you also have Craig Angles who ran a 333. 64 in the 1500 outdoors. So there's a lot of guys that are in 
that area that could definitely do it. I wouldn't be surprised if we see the American record go down multiple times because this is, we are seeing Cole Hawker doing this while he's still competing in college. This was his first semester of his freshman year. And then by the time indoors is coming, he's going to be an eight. He's going to be a year older. He's going to be training as a professional. So he's not going to be having all these classes and all this other stuff he's doing. He is strictly focused on track and field and Cooper. I mean, he's one year older as well. I wouldn't be surprised if he runs really fast because he didn't quite have the cross country that he wanted to finish in. Uh, he had cramped up and wasn't able to, to take home the, the national title. So I wouldn't be surprised if he wants to come out with a vengeance this year as well. And then I, I would say my next pick for it is going to be Centro. I feel like he wants to prove that he's still the top dog in American distance and is going to want to to break that record because that's one of the records he, he doesn't have. I know he cares about the golds more than records, but he definitely wants that for sure. So I think out of those three, man, I, I'm gonna, I guess you got to go with Cole Hawker is going to run the fastest time. My bet is he runs a 348.92. Pencil it in 348.92 for Cole Hawker. He's going to drop his time by nearly two seconds. So uh, that's what I'm thinking for for Cole. Uh, another one that we had was sent in from uh, BJ Fre- uh, Friedel PV saying that KU is still going to have the best vault squad in the nation. So. I wonder why he brought this up. Maybe it's because he was involved in the team. <laughs> Thanks for, for putting it up there. Uh, and so, yeah, let's talk about the numbers from last year and then what they're bringing back to the table this year. So last year, easily not even close, the Kansas pole vaulters for the men were the best team by far in any uh, athletic discipline. They had the the best group, the, the male pole vaulters from Kansas – were heads and shoulders above any pro like any program male or female in the sprints, distance, throws, jumps, anything. They were the best. They were so they had so many great vaulters. They had Zach Bradford, number one in the country, Hussein Al Hazam, who was a former national champion, uh, Christian Chapman, who was a, a 552 vaulter and was one of the the top 10 vaulters in the nation as well. Uh, Kyle Rogers as well. Same there as the top 10. I believe they had four guys that qualified for nationals or three guys that ended up going to the national final. And then they had four guys that were going to the uh, regional championship. Uh, Then for freshmen, they have Andrew Saloga, who was a 512 vaulter and then Jake uh, Friedel 505 vaulter. So they're losing uh, two of their top guys with Hussein and Christian uh, Chapman. So they're losing some guys, but they're returning a lot of, of great vaulters as well. Zach Bradford being number one. He's a guy who is easily going to be the preseason favorite to win the national championships. He was a preseason last year, but uh, just came up a little bit short at outdoors. And I think that he's going to be able to do it. Uh, I'm not just biased because he was a, he's a, a friend of the show, but I, I truly do believe he can do it. He has proved himself to be able to compete at the highest levels. And I think especially with not having uh, Casey there, the, it's, the door is wide open for him to win a, a national title. So um, that's just, so the four vaulters they have, they have four guys that are jumping over five meters. I don't know what freshmen there that they have coming in, but I'm sure they're going to have a lot of great vaulters there. Uh, I, 
it's going to be tough to be able to replicate how great they were last year, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they still have the best vault squad in the nation, just not as dominant as it was last season. Because last season, they had the best squad, event squad in the nation, in my opinion, and now they're going to be going from best event squad in the nation to potentially just the best pole vault squad in the nation, where... Boohoo! <laughs> that's so that's so terrible to think about it. But no, they're they're going to be a force to be reckoned with this year, and uh, I definitely excite. I'm excited to see uh, how they're going to be doing. So those were a few of the uh, hot takes that I saw from everyone this year for the indoor championship. And for me, uh, I'm I'm excited for the year to finally come back. It's been such a long time since we've had indoor track. I'm one of those people that's actually likes indoor track a little bit better than outdoor. And to to look at it for for me, I guess my hot takes or my early predictions. Uh, I'm gonna start with the team titles for both teams. So last year was. Oregon men won. They just edged out LSU. And then the Arkansas women won uh, on the indoor side. And so for the men, I don't, I don't know if – I don't think they're going to be able to win the, uh, the indoor title on the, the men's side. Oregon it is. I, I know they obviously are going to have a lot of a really good recruiting classes. But my prediction is – I mean I – I have a bias, but I think LSU has a really good shot. And then I would say right behind LSU is going to be Texas A&M. LSU, because they just have a plethora of athletes that can do a ton of stuff. Uh, Noah Williams, four in the two, I'm sure. We're probably going to see Sean Burrell do the 400. Uh, You're going to have uh, Edwards, who's in the the hurdles. Uh, You're going to have just a ton of guys that are – very, very good, and I, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be able to have some top-level people to be able to compete for a team title. Obviously, they're going to be losing Terrence Laird and Javon Harrison, two of the best guys from indoor and outdoor last year, so that's going to hurt them for sure. But uh, they always have, have great guys coming in. With Texas A&M, they just got Ahmad Robinson transferred in. That's going to be huge. He'll be able to, to help out in the 400, and, and the sprints is really where it's all at for the um, indoor track and field. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Arkansas playing with fire, being able to get in there as well on the men's side. They have a good recruiting class. Uh, USC, um, I think they have a chance, maybe not this year, but next year. They're going to have, they have a really good recruiting class for next season. Uh, and I don't think they're losing too many people, at least on the men's side uh, over there. Then uh, on the women, I, I think it's going to be between two different schools. And I'm very excited for January, what is it, 22nd? Because we're going to get a little preview of it. But I believe that it's going to be between Georgia and U, uh, Georgia and USC. Um, and then yeah, I guess you could throw Arkansas in there as well. So those are going to be the three schools, I think, that are going to be really fighting for it. Uh, Georgia, they're getting the, the new coach, uh, Carol, coming over from USC, who just won the outdoor title. I think she's one of the, the top coaches in the country. And so her being uh, coming over there is going to be – be huge at, on seeing how the athletes are recruiting and are, are going to perform, uh, especially on the women's side. Uh, Arkansas just always is like – it's kind of like Alabama football where they just are the top program and you really don't want to bet against them because they just 
they've won the triple crown and all that so often that, I mean, it's hard to bet against them, but uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Georgia winning. Then I think uh, USC, they'll, they'll find a way because they're not, they have Carmelita Jetter who's coaching and man, you know, their sprints are going to be on point with her behind uh, coaching that thing. And then Arkansas just has been continuously dominant. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, but um. Yeah, that, that's going to be my brief uh, preview. We're going to have another preview next week um, once the schools are actually going to be getting really started on the season because, like I said, this first week, we're going to see a little bit of people that are competing, but most of your most of your top-level talent will probably be waiting until the new year, until they're, they're getting started. But I um, hope you guys enjoyed this. It's crazy to think track and field is finally back. Uh, I think we have... Ar- what is it? Arkansas is going to be competing, or it's going to be there's going to be a meet at Arkansas, maybe New Mexico. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see. But um, hope that you guys enjoyed this episode of Track World News. If you want more content, go and follow us over on Instagram at Track World News. We post different clips, highlights, polls, all that type of stuff, so you can get all of your track and field needs. Um, have a good one. I will talk to you soon. Peace. <laughs>